the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Hello. Conversation anyway. How do I sound? Sounds fun. Good. What movie did you guys see? Black Klansman. Oh, good. Yeah, I was. I'm so glad I got to finally see it. I really wanted to see it in the theater, and I yeah, I really liked it. That was really good. Where do you fall on the the Spike Lee is a genius, Spike Lee is overrated spectrum? Um, I think Do the Right Thing is one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, I really, really love Do the Right Thing. And then I'm hot and cold all the way outside of this filmography. Like, just, and, I, and I have a lot of missing spots. Um, but So I, I guess that means when I like Spike, I like Spike. But when I don't, I'm not really like... I don't think I've ever actively disliked a Spike Lee movie, but I don't, um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not having a love affair with Spike's filmography, but Do the Right Thing is great. Makes up for everything that I might not like as much. Yeah. So I don't know if that answers. Yes, he's not a genius. He is a genius sometimes. How about that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say like to that. That's a, it's a tough question because he's a guy who I think when he has highs, they're incredibly high. I think the ending of this movie is probably uh, the best ending to a movie I'm going to see this year. Um, but so, I mean, so you see what I'm saying? Like, and that's like, but the last few movies he's made um, have not resonated in the same way. So I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the sweet blood of Jesus. I actually didn't see that one. See, blind spots. <laughs> Definitely not a big fan of that old boy remake. No, no. Well, that's, <laughs> you know, he tried something there and I really feel like, that was not Spike being true to Spike, and it showed. But I think Spike also was aware he wasn't being true to Spike. My buddy Spike, I keep calling I should not do that. Mr. Lee. <laughs> Mr. Lee. Well, I don't think he'll ever top the Levi's commercial he made with Rob Liefeld. So. I don't know that I know that commercial. Really? Uh, yep. Well, it, you might have been too young. So, but the thing is, I may have seen it, and like if I saw it, I was like, oh, I saw that, but it didn't resonate because I was too young, or I've just seen it and didn't know context. That so, happens a lot. It's funny when you hear about like famous directors making a commercial, and like, this is a really big deal, and I see it, I'm like, oh, I have seen that a bunch of times. I just didn't know it was a thing. I saw it out of context. So it was the Buttonfly Jeans era, like when that was a big thing, mm -hmm. and it was right after X-Force had debuted. So that would have been like 93. Mm -hmm. And he, like, Liefeld draws this, like, new character that's just this dude with a camera on his head. And uh, it, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. I'm sure you can YouTube it. Oh, yeah. I'm so everybody go look that up. 
but yeah, so that's what I did right after work, after working nonstop from like 6.50 to exactly 4. And then went to the movies. Fun stuff. Which I didn't think was going to start. This is the best part. I get to that and I'm like, I've been working for this. I'm going to get to this moment. I'm going to go to this movie. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. And I get to the theater. I'm sitting down and the trailers are playing when I get there, except there's nothing on the screen. And one by one, everyone in the theater takes turns going out to tell them, hey, nothing's playing. And I was like the fourth one to go out. And the guy was like, no, it'll start once the trailers play. I was like, the trailers are playing. He goes, are you sure it's not the commercials? And I looked at him dead in the eye and just went, I'm 100% certain it is the trailers. And he goes, oh, you're 100%. I was like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, okay, I'll, I'll look into it. <laughs> are you sure it's not the commercials? It's like, yeah, come on. I can tell the difference. But I know some people can't. I know they get those customers, but I wasn't, I'm not one of those. Uh oh. I lost you. Well, fun, fun, fun. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. It said connection lost. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, maybe my. I'm going to try moving my laptop so that dragging noise as you hit. Hear my portable desk dragging across the floor. Sorry. That's okay. You can probably hear my neighbor's two lawnmowers outside right now. So. How is he operating two lawnmowers? Well, he's not. One is just <laughs> sitting there turned on, which is what's driving me the most. Like, it's fine. People have to do their lawn. I'm one to speak. My lawn has not been cut in several weeks because the same neighbor quit cutting my lawn. And so, we, and then it was hard to find someone to do it in the middle of the season. So my lawn looks like a wheat field. Um, but anyway, but he's out there with two lawn mowers, not mowing lawn, my lawn, mowing his tiny little lawn compared to my gigantic lawn. But whatever. Did, he, did he say why he elected no, to no longer mow your lawn? Cause my lawn's a beast. Um, and that, yeah. that's, that's what he said. And I, I respect that. Um, but he did it in this way of like, he wasn't sure if he was going to quit doing it and he just kind of kept doing it. And then suddenly like he wasn't doing it. And I was like, wait a minute, what's happening? Because he said he was thinking about it, and he'd let me know if he decided. And I never heard from him, and he did it like three times. It's like, sweet, we're on a roll. And then he just stopped without any contact. Maybe oh. he found out who I voted for. <laughs> that's that's my that's my dark web conspiracy is that my neighbor found out that I'm a, I'm a liberal, so he's not going to cut my lawn. I should I'm a millennial. I should get off my butt and cut it myself. That's I how mean, I feel it was. But I was paying him my money. I paid him good money. Yeah. Anyway, but that's my conspiracy. Whatever. It's probably not true. I think it's probably my lawn sucks and he didn't want to do it anymore. Having been to your house, I think it's probably the last one. He did it for three, like three summers. So, I mean, he's done his duty and he's made his money. Uh, I just wish he had been a little more upfront with like, Hey, I genuinely am going to stop. Not this may be the last summer I do it. I'm not really sure yet. And then keep doing it. And then like let me go a few weeks before he tells me he's not going to do it. I think he was genuinely thinking about doing it up to the end. But then it was like, oh, now we're two weeks past and I need it cut. And thanks for telling me. So anyway, it's a whole thing. But we got a guy who's coming out, Mr. Regis Philbin. Regis, he's coming out. He's coming out to do it. And, uh, Hopefully uh, in the next day or two. When uh, when he gets there, you should just look at him and go, who wants to be a millionaire? 
Yeah, no, I want him to keep cutting my grass. I don't want to have to get a lawnmower. So, no. He's charging uh, me $15 more a cut than my neighbor was. So, like, your lawn, if, if, like, say I moved into that house. Like, y'all moved out, whatever. I'm just some guy that bought the house. Like, in the winter. Like, by the time it got back around to summer, if I couldn't find somebody to mow the lawn, I would just be like, yeah, I, I'm moving out. Like, I'm selling the house. I'm not going to do this. No, yeah, I sort of was looking at not just the cost of getting the equipment to do it, but like the actual work of it. And was like, no, yeah, I'm not going to do this. I'm just not going to. Yeah, so. it's, it's, it's insane. It's a I, hill. The I whole yard is a hill. I didn't pick this house, so I don't feel like I should have to cut the lawn. That's just how <laughs> I feel about it. Ezra? <laughs> I mean, if he were old enough and built some real character... Look, I mean, he can vacuum the floor. He can cut the lawn. Oh, yeah, same thing. <laughs> totally same thing. Yeah. No dangers there at all. Nobody ever lost a limb vacuuming the floor, I guess. Uh, you know, I bet someone has. There's probably some warning label we've never noticed because we're smart enough to not need the vacuum cleaner warning labels. But there's probably some warning that has come from someone losing a limb. Don't stick your hand in the vacuum. Did you ever see? Did you ever watch Mad Men? No. There's an episode of Mad Men where they drive a John Deere through the office because they're trying to get they get the campaign, I guess. And it's a little John Deere like riding lawnmower and someone gets, I believe it's their hand cut off. Wow. It's fantastic. It's so unexpected and bloody. No, that's one of the AMC shows I've never jumped on board. So Yet you have watched all of The Walking Dead. <laughs> Unfortunately. Shame. And all of Fear The Walking Dead. I've heard that's really taken a turnaround, though, lately. Um, yes and no. Like, there's sections of it that are really, really good, and it helps that they brought in some, like, A-list talent, like Garrett Dillahunt. And the problem is, it's still written like The Walking Dead, so it moves at this snail's pace, and it just gets so infuriating. And it's the same stuff every episode so yeah it's time for both of those shows to be done um, well you could just stop watching them and then they would technically be done the walking dead's been done for me for like four years so have you Since ever been in a relationship where you're like i got this far i really don't want to give up hmm <laughs> That I really don't want to give up. I don't know if I know what you're saying. I think I had a more weird reaction to getting that far. But yes, I get what you're saying. <laughs> um, especially when you know, it's like, I don't want to be the one that quits because eventually they're going to quit. See, my version of this is more like I just start watching episodes every other week. To like that would be the more apt metaphor to how I would have handled that situation. I would just like watch it every other week. Well, what if, what if, not saying I do this, what if I didn't watch them legally? Therefore, at least I wasn't watching the advertisements and they weren't really even benefiting off me viewing the show. But you talk about it on social media. I talk about how bad it is. But you talk about it. Yeah. You add to the algorithm. I guess so. So, okay, so I'm just going to stop talking about it. 
Yes. I will not bring it up unless but somebody else brings but it up. But your friends will. One so, in particular. I mean, I you brought it up this time. <laughs> no, I know, but this this is not algorithmized yet. One day it will be, but <laughs> not yet. Right now we're just feeding into like Alexa and Siri taking over the world in the future. Yeah, Siri's listening to me. Yeah. She says, what's up, Logan? That's your name, but we never introduce anything. It's very bizarre to me. Yeah. But I feel like I also always comment on the fact that we don't do that. There's only one person listening to this podcast, and she knows who we are. Hey, Marie. Weekly shout out. That's my favorite part of the week. <laughs> oh, so other than Black Klansmen, what else you been watching? I, it's such a weird setup question when we do it this way. I um, I watched the Netflix movie, I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore, last night. Is it because you came across that and you're like, wow, that's exactly how I feel in this moment right now. Um, Holy hell, Netflix is listening to me. <laughs> no, I just it's been on my list forever and it was about 90 minutes and I've just been wanting to see it. And it showed up on a list online of... Uh, netflix gems and it was like one of two that i hadn't seen so i was like okay i'll finally mark it off so i watched it last night was, it was very right on this list of netflix gems no good that was a, a legit list um and so yeah i watched that was watched... end of the what's it called end of the fucking world is that on or was well, the, it just movies just movies oh, okay um you, you should watch that I know, but didn't they not renew it for a second season? I don't know. It doesn't matter. The oh. like six episodes are brilliant. Mm. It's so it's, good. It's on my list, um, as are many things. Um, I did not watch Beautiful Girls. We'll get to that point now, but I'll probably watch it tonight. I'm home alone tonight. Did I tell you that? I don't know. Joe Pesci's going to break into your house. <laughs> that was you me with never the... laugh at my jokes. <laughs> I don't laugh at many jokes. I don't laugh in general a whole lot. I don't think. You should hear me at work because I mumble to myself a lot at work. Like somebody will say something and then I'll just mumble. Like it's like a Michael Scott thing, like a that's what she said kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And occasionally somebody will hear me and just start snickering. And it makes me so happy. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I, um, do you think I'm a laugher? I don't think I'm a laugher that much. Yeah, no, I, I don't know that we've seen that many comedies, like out and out comedies together. Like we've seen movies with, like we saw Guardians, uh, both of them actually, I think together. No, we didn't see the first one together. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I, was, I saw with uh, Yeah, I was living in Columbus. Um, yeah, we saw Guardians 2 together and, mm -hmm. There's legit funny parts of that, and I, I think I heard I you like that. chuckle once or twice. I laughed in that. I considered that like a big, big laugh movie, <laughs> just to give you an idea of my laughter. So, so you fit right in that like equation of what is it? Comedy, comedies only like if people laugh three times in a comedy, they think it's a successful comedy. Yeah, the wittertainment rule. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, though, like the problem for me is that I have the Buster Bluth like school of thought of it's like it's better to not be seen or heard when I was growing up. So I just always found things funny internally, but don't draw attention to yourself by laughing. And so I just I don't know. I'm an inward laugher. 
See, and I'm such an introvert, but it's it's weird. Like, again, at work, I will start to say something out loud, joking with somebody. And because I've already said it in my head, I start laughing at my own joke and everybody thinks I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> and I just can't say what I'm trying to say because I can't stop laughing at my own joke. <laughs> so I'm terrible. I'm like the worst kind of person. Well, I'm, I'm, you're not the worst kind of person. <laughs> Persons that laugh at their own jokes. They're pretty terrible. Especially when, like, my jokes are not that great. So, Well, I think that they're, they're just fine and dandy. You listen to the other podcasts I do. Well, sometimes the humor is them not getting your jokes. Or are you just sort of saying them in the middle of a maelstrom of conversation and it just sort of falls flat because no one actually heard it? <laughs> See, I'm laughing at my own. Yeah, it's terrible. So, anyway. So that's how all much you watched? It... Well, no, I'm not done. We were having a whole other conversation. Oh, okay, okay. How much would it mess you up if we pause for just a couple minutes so I can call Ezra and say goodnight really quick? Oh, that's fine. Would it mess you up terribly? No. All right, I'll, I'm going to hang up, and then I'll, uh, I'll text you when I'm done. It shouldn't be just a minute. Okay. All right, bye. Hello. I swear. <laughs> you could just call me. Well, I don't know how it works on your recording thing. All right, it just automatically stops once the Skype call ends. No, I know, but I know if like I called you, if it would start. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, so Katie and Ezra went down to... Um, to, to see her parents because it's sort of a, a weird window of opportunity to do so, um, which I can tell you about off the air, but not on the air. <laughs> well, the dog is very interested. So, oh, hey, dog. What's your dog's name? Uh, Gwen. Gwen, that's right. That's right. But anyway, no, what else have I watched? Um, I have not watched a ton. I read a ton of comics, which I know we'll talk about in a minute. I'm looking at my, my diary. Dear diary, what have I watched? Um, I watched A Matter of Life and Death, my Criterion movie, that was the one I was super excited to get. Um, I watched, oh, I watched Patterson, another Adam Driver movie. That's two Adam Driver movies in the last week, um, which is really good, actually. I think you would really dig Patterson. It's on Amazon Prime to stream. Um, and then I watched another Netflix original romantic comedy called Set It Up which is about as typical of a romantic comedy as there could be, but it works because all of the cast are uh, doing their job well. So it's, uh, it's a fun little time on the stream. And Does it have anybody that... Is... Lucy Liu. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the rest of the cast, and, uh, and Tay Diggs, those are the, the two leads. Basically, Lucy Liu and Tay Diggs are like high-up executives, and their personal assistants are like treated like crap by them all the time. And so they decide to set their bosses up because if they got laid maybe they'll be happier and in the and in the uh, interim they also find true love it's mm. that kind of movie but it's really funny i thought it was nice and it's funny and the leads are good except well, the guy's sort of like bland white guy of all bland white guys but he's he's funny she's great the the female lead but uh, lucy Liu and tay diggs they're great, too. It's it's a nice little movie. I gave it three stars on Letterboxd, so it's not groundbreaking, but it's a nice little romantic comedy. Yeah. I, I like Lucy Liu. I 
hope she keeps like stretching her directing stuff. I would mm-hmm. love to see her make a feature film. So is she doing a lot of the the elementary? Uh, she's directed one episode. She's only directed like four things. Okay. But she directed an episode of Luke Cage from this past season mm-hmm. that was unbelievable. Oh, cool. And I was like, when her name popped up, I was like, that Lucy Lou? Like, and I looked it up. I was like, wow. Like, it did such a good episode that I was like, she needs to be doing more things, I think. So. Well, very cool. I'll have to uh, eventually watch the Marvel shows and catch up on all 30 hours that I'm behind before I can even start Luke Cage. By the time Um, season three rolls around, you might be caught up maybe so what have you been watching since lolita (laughs) um let's see um more of pretty much everything else better call saul still great um have you watched kim's convenience no not yet i rat i didn't want it to be one of those shows that i watch and then only halfway pay attention to yeah so since you're so high on it and i've been like Doing this weird multitask thing where I kind of read while I'm watching TV, which yeah. I know is probably terrible. But yeah, comics are so easily digestible. So, especially like, when you're just swiping through panels. Yeah. So, you know, it might take me 30 minutes to read an issue that would normally take me 10 minutes to read, but kind of doing two things at once. So I feel a little bit better about myself, I guess. So. Kim's, con- Kim's Convenience has become the show that I go to sleep to now. So Katie it, it has been Frasier for years now. And um, and so Katie will turn on Frasier out of habit and she'll fall asleep. And then I'll switch over to Kim's Convenience and then I'll fall asleep. Now, Futurama was that show for me for such a long time. And then did, they brought it back. <laughs> did you watch that show? Yeah. I the, was, new, the, yeah. the new fantasy show? I was fixing to jump into that. I, I am eight episodes into it. And... It, how many episodes is in it? It's not that many, right? Ten. Ten, okay. And it is about as good as those new Futurama episodes. Is that so, good or bad? I don't uh, know. I did not like any. Well, no, I don't want to say I didn't like any of them. There's very little I liked in the return of Futurama. Gotcha. So it, it's, I don't know. It's like they've lost the magic almost. It, it's mm-hmm. a lot like watching recent Simpsons stuff. Where it's like, it's not that it's terrible, it's just not really funny at all. Yeah. So, there, there's little things here and there um, that will make me kind of chuckle, but nothing nothing as quotable and memorable as Futurama. And they keep trying to, like, push for this, like, emotional thing with these characters, and it's just not working and the way that like the Fry and Leela stuff works or um, really any of it. So I don't know. It's just, it's, I think it's kind of a dud. And I'm pretty sure they've got more episodes coming. So yeah. I mean, it's just a plain moneymaker, I would think. Yeah, it really made me just be like, I can't wait till Bojack Horseman comes back. Makes that show is about something. Yeah, I'm looking forward to starting season two, but I've told myself I'm rewarding myself with it by finishing other shows. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, what else have I watched? More of Castle Rock, which just gets creepier by the episode. Um, let's see. 
Uh, I was trying. I should have. I, I need to keep a diary like you do, and I don't. So. Well, I just use Letterbox. I cheat. Yeah, because you watch a lot of movies. So. Yeah. Um. What else did I watch? Um, making it, which we've talked about making it. It's Continues so to be the nicest thing on television. Yeah. Uh, Trial and Error season two, which they're just airing off to get rid of the episodes, which is a shame because it's really, it started off rough, but like the, the back half of the season has gotten really, really funny and they keep like doubling and tripling down on these jokes from earlier in the season. And that, that always makes me happy. So like just beat it into the ground. It makes it funnier. So, um, I don't think I've been watching anything else. I've been reading a lot. so Comic books, right? Yeah. I was going to read some more of Ahsoka, but... I, but then I, you had books with pictures. Yeah. If I could read Ahsoka in like little bite-sized chunks. <laughs> so it's not even really the they're, they're called chapters. So, but no, like smaller than that, you know? Like, they're called reading two pages at, at a time. You know, four or five sentences. Plus, I can't, like, tote Ahsoka to work and read it at work. So I can discreetly hide my phone at work and read, like, a couple of pages. Then go back to doing what I'm doing. Then read a couple of more pages. Then go back to doing what I'm doing. So the dog is just having a field day. There must be somebody walking outside. How dare they? Uh, it's funny. I can hear it, but it's not like intense. Yeah. Yeah, not and, like my dogs have been in past podcasts. Yeah. See, nobody else's dogs ever bother me, but I think it's because you're not in the same location as the dog. So it seems a lot less intrusive. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, shut up. Uh, I watch Spaceballs. I haven't seen Spaceballs in years and years. Did I tell you I have like a really nice Spaceballs print for you at some point? No. Yeah, it's 24 by 36, though, so it's not like like once you get a place again that is yours to defecate on the walls, see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> then I'll get you a 24 by 30. I'm going to frame it for you and everything. It's going to be your housewarming gift whenever you get a new place. That is awesome because I absolutely adore that movie. I No, I know you do. When I, when I saw it and I was like, well, that's going to Logan. So I've had it. I've had it for months. I've had it since like early spring, late winter. Wow. That's weird. I really I don't. I'm not honestly. This has been a weird year, so I'm not incredibly surprised. I forgot. But still, you've been to my house enough times. I could have said, hey, check this out while you're here. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, I got something else for you on the way. This is a gift to gift to Logan Day. Um, uh, I got the email yesterday and they charged my card. But your uh, your Hot Toys Infinity Gauntlet is on the way. What? Yeah, it's in the it's in the mail. It, it should it'll probably. You got me a Hot Toys Infinity Gauntlet. We talked about this too, like a Did long we? time ago. Yeah, yeah, because you because it's I, I told you it's for uh, all the uh, amazing. You're always there for my family when it comes to the dog sitting. And the dogs are family too, and they're also annoying as shit. And so, like, you are always here for the annoying as shit parts of my family. And so, I want to do something because you don't let us pay you to house sit, and you've honestly backed off of telling us what foods to get you. So I was like, I'm doing something nice for Logan. I don't know what it's gonna be. And then straight up, like the next day, I got an email announcing the one six scale Hot Toys Infinity Gauntlet. And you had just been talking about wanting one that you could like, and I know you can't wear this one, but wanting a really cool Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. And I was like, 
that is the one. And so I pre-ordered it right away, but they don't, they just basically take a deposit down, you know, they don't charge it till they ship it. And so, um, they, uh, I got the charge yesterday, I think in the email at the same time. So it should be here. We'll see the movie together next Wednesday. So today's Tuesday. So you'll probably get it next Wednesday. I'm sure it'll be here by then. That's awesome. No, I'm not. I'm not going to open it and play with it before you see it, though. You can. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. Um, I do think I remember you saying something, but it, anytime, I'm usually if anybody says anything like that, I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. So I don't indulge. They're like, oh yeah, that'd be great if you got that for me. There was so. there was a brief moment in time this summer where things got a little, um, what's the right word, um, disastrous with our money and i was like well i'm gonna have to cancel that order and then we rebounded and everything's good and we got a plan for the rest of the year and things are nice and i was like oh, okay cool i can keep it because they gave me like they give you like a warning email it's maybe a week or two in advance and they're like hey this is coming we do have them in because they don't get ready to ship obviously or they don't give you the warning till they get them in their warehouse and have inspected all of them so they do that and they send you a warning shot and i was like Oh, hell yeah. Things are going to work out for this. No problem. So it worked out. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The only trick is I get the bonus, the points, the sideshow points. You don't get my points. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do with them anyway. So I can now save like $3 off my next Hot Toys purchase. <laughs> point, point systems amuse me greatly. $3. <laughs> it is amazing. It's like, There's really? $3 on something that costs $300. They should just give like arbitrary, like 10% off coupons. Like that'd be a real savings on their stuff. But $3, I'm like, yeah, well, okay, thanks. <laughs> it doesn't cover postage. Um, but no, um, I'm excited for you to see it and to see it in person. It looks cool. I've looked at pictures and stuff from Comic-Con and other places they've been showing it and it looks really cool. So even if it's not, you know, life-size, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty cool. I think it lights up. I'm not sure, but I think it lights up, which would be oh, great if it does. That is pretty cool. I can't wait to take it to work. Mm, take pictures of it where it is. Let me see. Oh, well, I'm, I'm like not going to leave it I'm at like work. Your, I'm like your parent. I'm like, show, show me how you showed it off to all your friends. Uh, yeah, I definitely am not going to leave it at work because I don't trust anything there. So, <laughs> anything. Somebody stole my coffee out of the fridge one day. I was like, what the hell, man? Welcome uh, to America workplaces. Yeah, you know. Probably so, workplaces everywhere. That doesn't seem strictly American. I honestly would have been less pissed if they took the food. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so, man, that Starbucks coffee costs like three bucks. Oh, man. Um, but whatever. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I watched, and I coming up blank um some of the clone wars we did a commentary track for the clone wars movie um that was oh, fun that hasn't been released yet right no it will be out this week okay so um it was a lot of fun um let's see and then space balls which i i don't know the last time i watched it but there are jokes in that movie that like once i die like my group of like whatever generation dies, like that movie will live on and there will be very few, if any people that get those jokes. Like the, the C3PO robot, her name is dot matrix. Nobody knows what the hell a dot matrix is. You and people five years younger than me don't know what a dot matrix is. 
I'm literally five years younger than you, and I know what it is. Well, but you're also more inclined towards that stuff. Fine, fine. So, yeah, I, I, I said something to somebody at work who's not much younger than me, and he was like, what is a dot matrix? I'm like, oh, my God, man. Has he never heard of a dot matrix printer? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but these are also people that can't figure out how to hook three monitors up to their computer and have them work at the same time. So, <laughs> and they're like, but only two of them are working. I'm like, oh my God, go to I, this one, the, the dude I'm quote unquote training, who is younger than me, somehow messed up one of, one of his monitors today and put them out of sequence. Mm -hmm. So he couldn't figure out how to go back and fix that. I'm like, you just got to move the numbers around, like figure out which monitor is which number. He's like, they're different numbers. I'm like, yeah, go to your system settings or display settings. He's like, how do I get there? I was like, oh my God, I'm going to punch you. Like, what is wrong with you? I fixed the monitor settings for every single person on my team, literally. It's frustrating, right? No, because I just tell them, I'll fix it. What do you want it to do? And they tell me what they want to do. I'm like, all right, cool, move. And I just do it. And I never have to have a conversation and therefore never get stressed. And when I get done, they're like, wow, thank you. And I'm like, I'm a hero. And it's great. Uh, this guy doesn't thank me. He always asks me, like, well, how, how, how'd you do that? Like, why, why is it like this? Was it? I thought he was literally standing outside my door barking at me. I, I can hear him louder now. <laughs> like, I know you're in there. Come out. That's the name of this episode. I know you're in there. Come out. <laughs> exclamation point at the end there uh, uh don't let me forget that um what's this oh but uh, no. he's just he's this frustrating kid who's always just like well why does it have to be this way i'm like i, I don't know man because that's the way it is here but why like, i i don't know dude like well who do i have to talk to i'm like not me man not me go talk to somebody else like i'm not he's always looking for ways to get out of doing the things that he's supposed to do. And like, I've joked about the like fucking millennials thing before, but like when he, I'm just like, Oh my God, fucking lazy ass millennial. Like, but I don't want to do this. I want to do something else. What, who do you, who, where do you uh, fall in the gen, on the gender, the age thing chart? I'm definitely firmly in the millennial category, but where, where are you? Uh, are you on, I, you're an outer millennial. I mean, I was born in 79, so I would think that I fall more in, like, the Generation X category. I'm going to the demographic profile on Wikipedia. I mean, I'm almost 40. That's so. bizarre. Sorry, it just is. Uh, everybody at work thinks so, too. They're like, you're 40? Like, not quite. Um, I'm like, but you read comic books. I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> So what? Oh, you're that new one, that crappy new one, the Xenial. Uh, no, I, I'm going with Generation that. X. I don't buy into the Xenial because I'm a millennial. <laughs> I don't conform. Um, but you're on the cusp, though. 80 is the start of the millennials. That just seems weird to me. To me, like millennials are like late 90s, mid to late 90s. Um, well, I was born in the 80s. I mean, because millennial, like, by the time you get to the new millennium, you're 20, 21. 
Do you want to know how dark I was as a child? I remember very specifically in elementary school, which means it was 100% in the 90s, okay? Um, In the 90s, I remember being depressed when I would read history books and see the dates of people who were born in like 1889. I'm like, they're they're never going to live to see the year 2000. Oh my God, I'll never live to see the year 2100. And it wouldn't depress me so greatly because I was born too early to see that next century. It wasn't good enough to see the year 2000. I wanted to see the next century. It used to make me sad as like a little elementary school kid. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm just letting you know, if they offer the cybernetic stuff, I'm totally uploading my consciousness. I'm down. Um, I'll totally be a computer. I don't want to be a computer. I want to be in the computer. Whatever. It's the same <laughs> difference. It's very the same uh, difference, but different. Yeah. I want to be uh uh God, what's the the lawnmower man only not crazy. <laughs> Fun fact, I've never seen the lawnmower man. Oh, it's terrible. So there's like this whole like section of eighties horror movies I've just never seen. 80s, 90s horror movies. Like, I've never seen a Leprechaun movie. I've never seen The Candyman. That's one everyone in my generation talked about all the time. I've never seen it. Um, I only just recently, like, as in a year or so ago, saw Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time. Like, the first one? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I saw Jason years ago, but I had a friend who specifically loved those movies. So that's why I saw it. And I saw Chucky for the same reason years and years, or Child's Play, years and years ago. Um, I only just saw Poltergeist a few years back. Um, but yeah, there's like this whole slew of action, Children of the Corn. I've never seen that. Uh, yeah, Pet Cemetery. <laughs> yeah, no, but these are like sort of like these like moment, or not moment movies, but these movies that sort of are iconic of a time period of horror films. And I've not seen any of them. Three of these are based on Stephen King stories. Um, I mean, the man's an influencer. What can we say? Yeah, you'll get to see a version of Pet Cemetery because they're remaking it. Um, that just means I'd have to see it. Like, I'll never see the remake of Poltergeist, even though it's got Sam Rockwell in it. I'll probably never see it. Uh, honest, I really don't. The, the original Poltergeist movie is so good. I don't know why anybody would look at that and go, oh, we should remake that. It, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So. Well, unless you, I guess, unless you fall into the camp of no, it's not a very good movie. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty creepy. The tree <laughs> stuff was weird. It, yeah, it's very. I don't know. It, as a kid, it freaked me the hell out. Oh yeah, no, no doubt. It would have freaked me out too at that age. But but yeah, no. I, but I saw it like two years ago. So it just is what it is. Um, sometimes you have to look through things look through the lens of what they were trying to do with what they had at the time and judge it accordingly. And I think that it's very, very effective for what they had at the time. But now I'm like all that whole closet, other dimension, whatever stuff that was cheesy as hell, but that's okay. Mm. And it's okay. Like I still liked it. Um, but yeah, I think some of that mystery or, or not mystery or that sort of, um, sense of the other that those movies could have for me now. I just, they don't. And so I just, I've never had the desire to go back. 
Although Leprechaun did show up on Amazon Prime, I think. One of the streaming services just got like all the Leprechaun movies. And I was like, what if I just did like a random ass Leprechaun marathon? And then um, I didn't do it. It would, you would hate yourself. Why? Um, I, they're just, they're not any. It's Warwick Davis, right? Yeah, but they're not even good like the way the Chucky movies are good. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is dumb and stupid, but kind of fun. They're just bad. But doesn't he go to space? Uh, maybe in one of them. I know Part Jason of, goes to space. I know, yeah, but I'm pretty sure Leprechaun does. I'm, I think he went there first. I think Jason went after the Leprechaun. Yeah. I'd watch that. Jason versus the Leprechaun. I'd watch that movie. I've never seen a Leprechaun movie. Yeah, get somebody on should it, really get on the like horror thing. And we thought we were getting it with like the Jason Freddy, and it never really congealed into everything. So. Oh well. Um. So this is this this has been random. This whole thing. Talk to me about your X Men comics because I've just, I read the the run of Extraordinary X Men with Jeff Lemire or Lemire. Uh, I don't know. Jeff, I'm gonna go Jeff Lemire. Um, but he, which was really great. Twenty issues. Well, from in my take, very great. Um, twenty issues. Um, solid, nice beginning, middle, and end. Um. I enjoyed it. I loved it when the art shift to the the last name Ibanez. I don't remember what the first name is of the artist, but once it went away from Ramos, I was I was really into the art, um, and I really liked it. But I've read the first issue and I think a few pages of the second issue of Uncanny X Men from Cullen Bunn, which you texted me like, that's where it's at. It's much much darker um, than the Extraordinary X Men. So, do you have a preference for like darker, harder? x-men stories i think i always fell on the side of like really loving the x-men villains very few like legit hero x-men characters Uh, do i really it's weird because i now have a complete collection of x-men comics minus one issue but the heroes i don't like there's very few of them i really really like there's good stories with all of them Mm-hmm. But there's very few of them that I'm like, yeah, I really like that X-Men character. Most of the X-Men characters I really, really like are not really X-Men characters. They're Cable and Domino and the New Mutants characters. And, like, they only became part of the team kind of, sort of, much later. So, well, According to Extermination Number 1, everything is about Cable. Um, yeah, did you read it? I did. Okay, so... I don't know half the shit that's happening in that book, by the way. That's the first time I really felt like, oh, I don't know. I don't know a bunch of this stuff. Well, so I kind of uh, spoilers for extermination if you're reading comics. So a headline kind of sort of spoiled it for me. And it was like what you need to know about Cable and extermination, which is the current like big event in the X books, which is why I was on this like quest to kind of sort of get caught up. Uh, I was like, well, by the time they relaunch Uncanny, I'll be current. And and Extermination will be like the Inhumans versus X-Men and the all the other crap that they've done that doesn't really matter and I don't really care about. But then I see the headline, what you need to know about Cable and the Extermination event or whatever. And, well, shit. I knew that they were killing off a lot of characters so I'm pretty sure they just killed Cable, and I don't want to wait and have that confirmed, 
three weeks from now or a month from now or whatever. I'd rather just go ahead and read it and be like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but at least I know what happened. So I read it and I mean, they killed Cable, but but kind of, I, I mean, literally 15 pages into it. I was like, okay, well this, this thing running around in the shadows, that's Cable. That's Cable on the like Atkins diet. Yeah. Like that's it's a young version of that's cable. CrossFit cable. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm calling him CrossFit cable. And, uh, it's good because of the X CrossFit. And so like when old man cable, or whatever, dies at the end at the hands of CrossFit cable, I was like, I mean, my favorite character just killed my favorite character. I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to feel about this, but I'm not really mad. I'm more just confused. Any anger I have is from not knowing what the fuck any of this is supposed to mean. <laughs> so, so maybe this is why I don't laugh more because my sense of humor, like the complete joy of my whole day humor, <laughs> humor is CrossFit Cable, and I have maybe my jokes are that bad that I can't appreciate other jokes. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know what the hell's happening. And then I read like the little thing at the end where the art, the art author, not artist the author is talking about how we're not going to just retcon it's gonna we're gonna fold it all in and i'm like this seems like a hollow promise but i also feel like this dude kind of means it so how does this work and i don't really even know fully like what the hell's a vampire storm what the what is that okay that that blew my mind because it goes so far back like not even five years back i'm talking about like a decade or more back so um at one point in time they canceled x-factor like the comic book x-factor and they replaced it with another title called mutant x which basically just had alex summers havoc scott's brother at the end of x-factor gets sucked into like some kind of vortex or something and winds up in this alternate universe with all these fucked up versions of the X-Men. One of them is Storm, who was a vampire. And they just called her Bloodstorm. So cheesy. So I love it, it, but... It stems from, like, an actual storyline. But my thing is, like, how is she here now? Because I knew that, like, the the other five had been pulled from time, and now we got... An alternate dimension from another time, too, because that's Young Storm. Yes. And so it's like Young Alternate Dimension Storm. What? And Scott's in love with her? What? Then she's murdered? Huh? That was <laughs> like very weird. Very, very quickly. And, so and I was like, like oh, cool, should... Bloodstorm. Oh, wait, shit, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I was very odd. I, I just am very, I'm very curious if this whole we're not going to erase your thing. Like you erase all the your back issues. No, back issues matter. That's what they're saying. Your back issues do matter. But it's like in the same way that the Star Trek back series mattered, even though JJ retconned it all, and it yes. still technically happened, and it's a different dimension, like or, or timeline or whatever. That's how I feel like this has got to go to make it work, and they're going to change things pretty intensely. I'm I'm curious, very curious. Okay, so I just looked it up. <laughs> Mutant X started in 1998. 20 years ago good lord (laughs) and it lasted for three years and i don't think anybody's thought about this character since and all of a sudden she just showed i know she shows up in one of the x-men blue or x-men gold 
and that's how she gets wrapped into it. Um, I just haven't got there yet, but uh, <laughs> what the hell, man? No, um, no. But I, I'm enjoying it though. Like I, I, I see what you're saying about villains. Back to my original question, um, that makes sense to me because I, I think Magneto's great. I love Magneto, and then Magneto's apparently got a the mutant equivalent of the flu, and I don't really know what's going on there right now. Impulse. Um, and oh, so he actually has that. That's what he's got. Um, I think so. I don't remember if it predates the whole Impox thing. Him like kind of faltering with his powers. Okay. Um, As I felt, I know there's that like, the Magneto series that you recommended. I read written by just, Cullen Bunn. Yes. I re- I read a few issues of which is fantastic, and then I never completed it, which I'm going to rectify through the Marvel Unlimited app. But um, but I felt like he wasn't fully on point then either. So I'm not sure what the deal is there. But the thing I love about X Men it's the one series that when I start in at a at a starting point like extraordinary number 1 really no matter what the hell else has been going on I just enjoy just jumping into the soap opera of it all like it doesn't matter like I don't know if it's good if it if a like the bloodstorm thing if that's intriguing enough to me to be like where would that come from I'll find it and read it eventually but I'm okay ro- rolling with it most any other series I'm like googling and seeing what's going on but X-Men I just I don't mind picking it up and by the time we get to the end of this year, I'll be, be have read concurrently like four different iterations of the X-Men at different – like all out of order. <laughs> and it's Which fine. Which is weird. <laughs> oh, well, I know, anyway. But, but if you think about it with the X-Men, it's probably pretty fitting. No, it absolutely is. And like – because there are other books I read and like I've read some crossover stuff and whatever and – it has become literally a, a gag in other books where when an X-Men shows up, they're just like, so are you like from the future? Like y'all are always fucking with the timeline. Like what's going on? My so, favorite thing is that like all these other, like I would think everyone would hate the X-Men not because they're mutants, but because all of their times have been reset. So much. like I bet Tony Stark has had probably, if you've added all of the, x-men iterations that would have naturally occurred based on the resetting of the timelines like 40 different lives and he has no idea but that's probably why he drinks so much because he can feel it in his soul yeah that would be kind of interesting oh my god i just created the best tony stark x-men crossover ever yeah like these echoes of other tonys and he drinks to shut out the feelings oh my god I mean, that, a that's a that's a great just event in an in and of itself like all these echoes of all these other characters keep like haunting these heroes why did captain america never why why has he never learned to cope he's always this man who's out of his own time he's been out of his own time for decades what if it's because he's keeps feeling and reliving internally all these different versions of what his life could have been all the time See, I was thinking about something similar today. I was reading, um, uh, I'm doing it chronologically, and I've just gotten to the Inhumans versus X-Men and stopped that and started reading the, the Civil War crossover, what bits of the X-Men there were, the Civil War II crossover. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about, like, they just keep, at this point, they literally are constantly rehashing old events. So... Mm-hmm. Like extermination almost feels a lot like the extinction agenda mm-hmm. from the early 90s. Yep. And Kate so was I, in the center of it. Yep. So I started thinking about like, what if 
like there was an event that basically had them realize that somehow they're just reliving. It's kind of like the the Battlestar Galactica thing, like this has all happened before and it will all happen again. Mm-hmm. And it's just this cycle of repetitive bullshit. Like they keep having to fight the same people who then become good guys and then go back to being bad guys. And then Apocalypse shows up. And then, and it's just like, it never ends. It's always the same people. And and it's, it's true in the books and like in for us in real life. Every time a writer takes over Spider-Man, what's the first thing they want to do? Well, I, I've got to build up to my Green Goblin story. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, can we tell another story? Like, why do you have to build up to your Venom story? Why do you have to build up to your, uh, I can't think of any other, Sandman story or whatever? Like, can we not do something else? <laughs> but you know who I will, uh, I'll debate you on that with, though? Grant Morrison? Well, no, he, no, yeah, he's, he's like a little wizard, so no, not him. Um, I think Bendis creates new people and does new things. Except for when he wrote the X-Men. Luke Cage is a totally redefined character. Jessica Jones never existed before. I agree with you. I think that, um, there's some stuff in Daredevil also that sort of breaks the mold, and I have not read Bendis' X-Men run yet, so I don't know what my argument would be there, but maybe the X-Men, I do feel like the X-Men is Marvel's, like, holy family, and they have, they keep it at a certain standard of storytelling, which is not necessarily a good thing, and they don't allow as much flexibility, and I think that's part of the problem. It's like, you can never really kill Lois Lane, you know what I mean? Like, there's just certain things you can't do with Superman, and he kind of stays at a in one lane and i think that's probably the x-men too and the familiarity is probably what brings people back for decades my boss has been picking up um you know x-men comics um he's got a few years on you and in case he ever listens to this i won't say how many but he's got some years on you and he's been he's been reading it since he was a little tiny kid and he knows all the stories and it's just like someone who watches general hospital which he also does Uh, it is a mutant soap opera, and I mean, I guess that, like you said, it's kind of how I can just drop out of it and then drop back in and never feel completely and totally lost because, like, well, Scott Summers looks 30 years younger, but I know who that is, you know? Did you did, Have you finished Extraordinary yet? Uh, no, I've, I've stopped on all of them right at the Inhumans versus X-Men. And I'm going to read that in chronological order. I'll start that tomorrow. Let me know when you finish it. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it here, but it does. There's a there's a moment where it does my favorite thing of X-Men comic books. um, And and because it's so much more. I like the X-Men comic books if they're a team and all of the fights are the baseball game. Right. I like it when the X-Men, and I say baseball game because it's such a big part of the X-Men comics. um, But I like it when the team's hanging out in the dugout. That's my favorite part of all X-Men books ever, even with crazy good action or crazy big twist. My favorite stuff is when they're just hanging out in the dugout together, metaphorically speaking. That's my favorite stuff. I would agree with you. I would read a 12-issue maxi-series that was just like a a genuine soap opera of them hanging out at the house. Yeah. Like I I would just – I would love it with my people and the people I love. I I didn't know – I, I guess well, let me rephrase. I had heard, but had not really registered that um, that Bobby Iceman had come out. 
Um, but there's this great throwaway line where he's like, he realized the old Bobby realized he, it was time for him to come out because young Bobby time jumped to our time and was like, what am I doing? Of course I'm out. And I was like, what? This is a thing, but it's such a, I, I want to now hang out with Bobby and imagine like Bobby and rogue just hanging out talking. I love when they talk. You I wanna, will I dig all new X-Men. Cool. It's all of the younger characters just hanging out minus Gene, who, like, one of the issues I just read right before I stopped, I think her name is Edie or something like that. She's like, she said something about uh, 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 Beast and Cyclops being in love with that telepathic girl who just wants to hang out with her 300-year-old granddad. And it took me like a millisecond. I was like, her 300-year-old granddad? I was like, oh, shit, she's talking about old man Lumpkin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I, I really like all new. Um, I'm hoping I'll like Extraordinary X-Men by the time I get to the end of it. I'm still not loving it. So, and I've only got like five issues left. So it, it's a, to me, it's a straight throwback slash homage to the like Inferno storyline. It's yeah. just Lemire likes that in my opinion and did that his version of that. Yeah. Um, um, you are probably smarter to read it straight through cause they really do not. I don't know about the Inhumans versus X-Men stuff, but they do not cross over almost at all like the apocalypse wars that Mm -hmm. none of the books touched on any of the other books one happens in the past one happens in the present one happens in the future so so it's just like hey x-men here's all your or hey x fans here's your apocalypse stories no matter what book you're reading yep that makes sense i mean that's smart i like that better because i hate having to buy the crossover stuff i think that's smart um i will say i think that they do they do such a book specific rip this the issue the issue of whatever the big battle is in the inhuman storyline um they they take that and they literally rip out a, a plot line from like the first five issues of extraordinary extraordinary x-men and only really deal with that while this whole major fight is happening it's just wonderful i was like yeah i don't even really, really care about this other thing but i get to so- spend time on this other storyline that we started issues ago and kind of really resolve it and i thought it was really I, I thought it was a smart way to play the game. It felt like Lemire was playing the Marvel game, but playing it well, and I, I enjoyed it. It, was, it felt playful. I liked it. Yeah, I really like to read, um, because I've read his Old Man Logan. Uh, well, not all of it, but I've, I've read at least the first arc. I don't remember how far I got in it. And it's so, so, so good um, that I want to see like other Marvel stuff that he's written, because I really dig him as a writer, but the team thing just... I don't know. It wasn't working for me. I really do think it's the art just throws me. I don't hate Ramos as much as I absolutely despise Chris Bocciolo um, because I cannot tell what's going on in his books. Yeah. He's got more like like, the panel. He's got more like jaggedy stuff going on in his right. Bocciolo. Yeah. 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 Um, similar similar shapes of people, but it's much more like, let me throw in very geometric texture. Yes. Yeah. So, and it's, I always just have a hard time figuring out who's doing what and where this person ends, this other person begins. And I just, I don't like it. Um, he was the artist on one of, I think it was the Uncanny book that Bendis wrote. And oh God, I had the hardest time with it. 
So I so speaking of Liven Meyer though, I just read issue six of his series that started this year called Gideon Falls. Mm-hmm. Have you heard anyone talking about this? Um, a, a little bit online here and there talking about oh, you should be reading Gideon Falls. Like yeah. So, so here's the thing: it is dev. It is like Stephen King, in so 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 many ways. Um, but it pulls an M Night Shyamalan at the end of issue six, which they're taking like a two month break. And this is kind of the, it even says like the end of book one for the graphic novel sales, but it's still like a perfect place, like stopping point that was so big that I actually flipped back through the whole issue itself to be like, wait a minute, what? Like, I could not believe how much he hoodwinked me and then also how much it worked. And I was really, really impressed because how often are we? genuinely surprised by the actual plot points of a comic book anymore um yeah i i don't know if i could tell you the last well i know i can't tell you the last time <laughs> saga um, oh yeah well there you go you know that wasn't more like hoodwink that was more like huh what you can't do this you can't do this no uh, yeah it's it was just it's a whole page and it's a little detail and i honestly realized that if i hadn't been paying attention i would have missed the twist completely but i actually was like i'm supposed to notice something on this page there must be a point to noticing something here and then i put it together and was like what the hell and it was amazing and i am very pleased that it is one of the things i've been reading this year gideon falls yeah i will add that to my my list six issues of that seems less daunting than 20 something issues of paper girls at this point that I still haven't started. <laughs> it is much more uh, visual heavy. Like it's, so there's a lot of really cool visual storytelling. So some of the issues fly because there's, you know, a fifth of the dialogue you get in other books. Cause it's so much art driving the story, which is nice. Yeah. I really like his writing. His, his indie stuff that I've read is, uh, from the mainstream stuff of his, I read his indie stuff is far, far better. Like Essex County is so freaking good. Um, I had I, that in my hand one day to buy, and I didn't do it. I, I have all three volumes. I will happily let you borrow them. Cool. So, um, and oh God, what's the other book of his I read? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Oh well, I don't remember. That's okay. Um, did you read Darth Vader recently? Um, the most recent one with the Emperor on the cover? Yes, yes, yes. Stealing babies. We saw Darth Vader steal a baby. Yeah, th- that's um, Trillium. That's the name of the book. Sorry. I knew as soon as I stopped thinking about it, I would remember. <laughs> uh, Trillium's very good. You should read that. Yeah, the, the, the Darth Vader book did get a lot better for me. I was not liking it when I when – I've decided to get caught up on it, but, uh, you're right. Like once it got into the, the, uh, what are they called? Inquisitors, the Inquisitorious. Yeah. Uh, it got a lot better. And then the, like the stealing babies thing was just, I, I don't know. It is the Darth Vader that you've heard horror stories of. Oh yeah. So. And he just like, like, I love how even the Inquisitors have that, like the, the, when the Inquisitor is the one that takes the baby out of the, the ship as it flies away. It's so good. But then as Vader's carrying it up to the nurses or whatever, and he's just a float. He won't even touch it. It's a floating baby. Yep. I was like, this is so dark and awesome. I loved it. Yeah, it, it's gotten really, really good. I I haven't read anything that came out last week, which was the new issue of Poe, I think. And 
it's very good. It makes me so so sad to see it go. Yeah, um, but I mean they've caught up to the movies at this point, so. I know. I could just. I just want Black Squadron. I, I want a Black Squadron book. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little anxious to read about the quote unquote fate of Black Squadron, which I guess is going to be the final arc of this book. I mean, what we're one issue away, right? Is it one or two that we're done? Uh, we're very close. Yeah, it's pretty close. So mm. makes me sad. Yeah. Um, There's a gut punt. No, sorry. Yeah, you just need to read it. <laughs> Now you yeah. sound sad. I brought up sad things. Yeah, I, I, it's amazing. I was not at all attached to freaking Snap Wexley. And then that book has made me just be like, oh, I'd like to see a movie about these guys or a book well, that, or a comic you've series. Read, or... You've got to read the Aftermath books because it's all about young Snap Wexley. <laughs> really? Yeah, they're all about like he's the central he and his mom are the central through line to those books so while they're tangential other big issues going on they're like the main crux of it hmm. old snap snap oh. well, they don't man. call him that in the books i just call old him that snap, snap. <laughs> oh you were supposed to bring your your what if question things oh yeah i couldn't i knew we had some plan do you want me to grab it really quick it's like 10 feet from me we can do one yeah if you want to we're almost done i know but we'll just do one. hold on a second i've got time Oh well, I'm I'm home. I almost said homeless. I'm home alone, so whatever. <laughs> Did you sing for the people out there? No, I just left the silence, and they can hear me clicking around on my my laptop. All right. This is good based on – I'm going to alter it slightly, okay? All right. Um, so the question is, if you could leave one existing book for the world to have 500 years from now, other than the if book, which is a good inside joke, uh, which one would you leave? But I'm going to change it to one storyline from a comic series, so like a graphic novel of a storyline. What would you leave uh, for 500 years from now? Only so one. It can't be like a complete – No omnibuses. So I can't say, like, all of why the last man. No. Damn it. That's why this is so fun. Uh, um, it's it's going to sound weird because it's a DC book. Uh, amazing. Well, no, hold on. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I have, I'm struggling between two things. What's two things? All right, so Legion Lost, okay, which, uh, was a storyline probably fifteen or twenty years ago uh, by uh, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Um, they kind of were tasked with revamping the Legion of Superheroes because the the book had kind of just struggled to to maintain an audience, and so they they canceled it and relaunched it with this Legion Lost miniseries where the team basically just got uh, sent to uh, no, they didn't really know they like went uh, got teleported or whatever into space a space that they had never been to they didn't know if it was the future that it, and it's it is one of the most like just I, I didn't even know who most of these characters were and I don't know why I picked it up but it has one of the most brutal like 
turns in it that like it just sticks with me and it definitely ties into my whole like well i'm constantly having an existential crisis so <laughs> like so do the good things you do outweigh the bad things you do if you do bad things can you ever like get away from that and like it tries to wrestle with all of that with this superhero bend and i've read it like gone back and read it like every few years since it came out and it still just holds up so freaking well um and every time like this one thing happens it's just like god it's soul crushing <laughs> so um but that is very it's a very depressing kind of book um I would probably lean more towards Day Tripper, which is a Vertigo book uh, by Gabriel Ba and Fabio Moon, these two Brazilian uh, twin brothers who create phenomenal comics. And it's one of the, like, it's one of those that stuck with me about, like, how even the smallest things you do, like, can make a difference, can change your life. Like, and it's not just about, uh, you know what other people bring to you it's also about the choices you make so i would probably go with that one because it's a lot less depressing even though the main character dies in every single issue <laughs> so <laughs> okay that's pretty good i like it this is why i like this game um this is why i also told you who knows we could get through one question or 30 because you never know how the answers will go um i think mine is probably would probably be um uh, the first volume of Bone out from Boneville um, because I feel like it, everyone could enjoy it of any age group and it can translate so well no matter your culture because it's in this fantasy world and it's all about sort of setting off on a grand adventure. It's like, I don't know, to me Bone is everything that when people talk about the glory of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Bone is everything that, that, that people say that is. And there's something about choosing to set off on an adventure that's uh that's really cool and that feeling is nice and that's something i wouldn't mind giving people 500 years from now i should one of these days finish bone i've got you like, never finished it no i got like four volumes in and i stopped reading it i have the complete the little the big giant brick i've yeah. got that one i was buying the scholastic colorized versions because they look so gorgeous yeah and i i just i for whatever reason stopped I've so. got the first volume of the colorized ones, and my hope is that Ezra likes it one day, and then we can just you – know, that can be kind of like a fun thing. He gets one every now and then. It's so weird that I chose two books that were published by DC when I just generally do not read DC books. Justice League is the best superhero team book going right now. It's amazing. I mean, <laughs> it probably is, but I just – I can't muster up any – like interest in any of those characters anymore. Uh, I don't know why. That's fair. If you could eliminate one hereditary characteristic from your family, what would it be? I mean, that's easy. What is it? Uh, cancer. <laughs> oh, man, that's... Oh, I thought more. No, that makes sense. Shit. Well, you win that one. <laughs> Mine would be um, addiction to sugar because I love not to want cookies all the time. The addiction to sugar might be related to the cancer. <laughs> I don't know. Go. Or one could cause the other. So, Let's see. Um, 
this is my i mean keep in mind we asked this stuff in like you know 10th grade journalism class with our teacher there um if you had to be someone's body part what would you be and on whose body so imagine all those horny teenagers answering this question yeah uh, I got my answer. Like one thing, like in sure. one moment for the rest of my life. Sure. Uh, Henry Cavill's arms in that scene. And you're shitting me. My answer is Henry Cavill's mustache. <laughs> the, just his arms when he pops and like like he's loading guns, man. Like every time funny. I see that, I'm just like, yeah, fuck something up. No. Uh, <laughs> Yep, that's that's too good that that was your answer. And my immediate reaction was, oh, his mustache. That's definitely what I'm going to be. All right, let's see. Let's see. Um, let's see. I'm not going dark. I won't go dark because we're too I, close. I don't mind if – I don't care. But if you don't want to go dark, don't go dark. If you were going to die in 10 minutes and could confess only one thing in order to pass with peace – of mind, what would you say? Hmm. Confess something? That's what it says. I don't... I'm trying to think of something that... I tell my family I voted for Hillary. I mean, I'm surprised they don't already know that. They probably think I didn't vote because my mom never paid her taxes or voted. <laughs> But I always lied about it, so I'm pretty sure they think I didn't fall far from the tree. But that's only because I don't talk to them. I don't know what what would qualify as a confession that would warrant me, like... Peace not, of mind? Yeah. Because I have a guilty conscience anyway. Even when I don't do things. You know, like I will... <laughs> this sounds terrible, but like... If I text you and I, you don't text me back, even though I know why you're not texting me back, and then you just forget and I hear from you like two days later, like there is a very real part of me that's just like, did I do something to piss him off? What oh my I God, do? that makes so you feel so terrible. I know, and I don't want to, I'm not saying that to make you feel terrible, because it really isn't anything you can do to change that. So, um, and it's not just you, it's anybody. Like if I call my mom and... I rarely ever even want to talk to her and she doesn't answer and then doesn't call me back. I'm like, what the fuck is her problem? What did I do? But why is she mad at me? Like it, stuff like that. So I don't know what I can confess that, you know, would because warrant I'm, that I'm a, clear conscience. Cause I'm a movie and literary snob. I would say I have eaten the plums that were in the icebox and which you were probably saving for breakfast. Forgive me. They were delicious. So sweet and so cold. That's what I would do. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. It's one of the most famous poems of all time. But it's a confession. <laughs> so there's my confession. <laughs> then then someone would look at me and go, you're an asshole. And I would have total peace of mind about it and die. It would be great. I'm, well, see, that, that that's another question. Like, what ridiculous thing would I confess? Because I don't think I have – I don't think I have a big secret – peace of mind confession thing mm. i just don't um i would if you had one though that could have been a really dark question yeah i just i really don't um i um i would probably 
I don't know. I, I would probably turn it into like some kind of like semi confession slash jerk moment where it's just like, I don't think I ever really loved any of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you could, in retrospect, thank one teacher you had in school for what they taught you, who would it be and what would you thank them for? Hmm. I remember so few of my teachers. Um, I really, really liked the English uh, teacher I had who also I took his Latin class. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, his story gets a little dark, so I don't want to say his name, but come to find out he was sleeping with students. No. <laughs> um, yes. And um, so, I mean, I always really liked him, though. He's also the one that told me to read... Uh, uh, dark tower and i was like yeah i don't really like this man you can have your book back <laughs> so i learned i had a lot of great teachers and a lot of teachers i still remember pretty vividly a few of them are my facebook friends because i just want to know that they're out there still kicking um but i would thank um miss hale the journalism teacher who and brought this book into my life um but i would thank her specifically for telling me uh to not do drugs until i moved out of my house it was a very valuable lesson in so many ways. I can't even explain. No. I wish I could even remember any other teacher's name. I remember Miss Donna Taylor. She she knew I got to thank her, which is nice. I think she I'm positive she has since passed. But she I was about to be forced to change high schools after I had moved states for my freshman year of high school. So I was in South Carolina in middle school, finished middle school over the summer, moved back to Columbus, Georgia, because that's where everyone wants to be for high school, and knew nobody um, except for one kid who was sort of an emo standoffish kid who turns out was closeted and is now out and very happy, and I'm happy for him. But the only kid I remember from my childhood was this guy going through that in high school. (laughs) And it's like, I don't know anybody. But I, I made my own way my freshman year of high school, and I was like, this is great. And then my mom said, no, you're going to go to my high school, which is a different high school. So she's now going to move me to another high school. And Donna Taylor saw me um, one day, came up to me and said, something's going on with you. What's going on? And I just sort of, it all just fell out like teenagers are want to do. And uh, she said, come here. And she signed me up for newspaper. She got me an AP everything and made it so that Hardaway was too valuable to leave and I could stay where I belonged for the rest of my high school. And Donna Taylor, but I got to thank her for that. I, I went to her as I graduated and told her that before I left. She passed away not long after, a couple years later. You went to Hardaway? I got to thank her. Yep. Did not know that. Almost got forced to go to Columbus High, which you went to. Mortal correct? enemies, man. Mortal enemies. Well, you're the devil. Yeah. Blue devil. <laughs> I don't really care about any of that. Me either. Always thought it was stupid. <laughs> Let's see. Plus, I just thought it was ironic because we're in the middle of the Bible Belt when we're supposed to root for the devils. Really? Yeah. We got mentioned on Jay Leno once. For what? How do you not know this? Because I don't care. Um, a teacher was caught performing um, oral sex on a student in the classroom. Hmm. And well, Jay Leno made the joke about us changing our name to the Blue Devils, or the Blow Devils. The Blow Devils. Nice. If you had to pick the worst television series ever made, what would win? Walking Dead. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, 
No, because, I mean, it's still got its moments. They're just very few and far between. I, I don't know. I don't know that I've watched anything that I don't get some, at least some kind of perverse enjoyment out of. Like, oh, even no. if it's just like, no, I mean, I, I get to actively hate something. And that's cathartic. So, Gotham is pretty fucking bad, though. I think yeah. The Walking Dead is the first show I ever flat quit because I disliked it. Gen genuinely. I think I may have to give it to The Walking Dead because that's the show that broke me on having to finish shows. Yeah. I still see things through. I'm terrible like that. Um, or you're just a better at relationships than I am. No. <laughs> you should really know when to let things go and just be like, you know what, this is over. Let's just both walk away. But I'm stubborn, and I'm like, nope, I'm going to be here till you die. <laughs> All right, here's my last one for the night. I've got hundreds of these, just so you know, so we'll bring this up every now and then. Um, if you could put a new tattoo on someone you know, who would you pick, what would it be, and where would you put it? Oh, my God. That's, I mean, that could turn so vindictive so fast. Or funny. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, I would probably, I mean, if it's just like, oh, we're going to tattoo somebody you know. Like, can it be me? Because I want another one. I just don't want to have to pay for it. So. I'll put on both of your hands, put the Oreos down. That's terrible, man. <laughs> and maybe... I don't eat Oreos that much. You used to. Put the sweets down. How about that? Yeah, no then more Then it's sugar. also a. Then it's no no no. I put the sweets down because then it's also like a joke. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I well I guess I could give you a tattoo. Uh, what would you do? Um. Put uh, I would misspell Hillary on your knuckles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How would you misspell it? Would you turn I, it I, Hillary? I, I don't know. <laughs> But you, well, I mean, I would maybe add a bunch of extra L's to put it across all ten of the <laughs> fingers. So. R S H I L L. You'd still have two if I put Shillery. You'd still have two extra. So. I'm, so I think my brother-in-law would think this joke is funny, but he really dislikes how much I like Bruce Springsteen. He's not a big fan of Springsteen. Um, this is uh, this is uh, the one in Indiana. I would like put a big giant Springsteen born in the USA with like his butt and the jeans on his on his arm, his left arm. Oh, that would be amazing. So, <laughs> so I think I think that's actually mine, and uh, and I do I do think you would enjoy that. I try not to point out people I would could be offended if they ever listen to this, but I think that. Uh, I think he would enjoy that joke. Yeah, I would like to get mean things like tattooed onto people that, you know, have wronged me in some way. Actually, can we go back to the early one? The confession I would make? Yes. That I don't think I ever really forgive anybody for anything. I hold on to everything. What have you not forgiven me for? Um, I don't know yet. You have to make me mad. <laughs> And then it'll come. I'm, I have made so, you mad. That's the whole thing. No, like in the moment. Like oh. we, I think we talked about this. Like when I'm calm, like if you were like, what? There are very few people. Like I could sit here and make a list of things that my brother has done, that my mom has done, um, 
maybe a few things my dad has done. But most of the people in my life, I couldn't. But the minute something happens and I get, for lack of a better word, triggered, and yeah. my anger comes out, like all of this other stuff is like, yeah, that time that this happened, that time that this happened, that time, what about this time? <laughs> so, you know, that's that's terrible. It, it, it's maybe my worst like character flaw is that I'm like, Oh no, everything's fine. And then the minute you make me mad, I'm like, well, here's a list of things you've done since I've known you that have pissed me off. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean, but I'm the guy who casually just throws out. You remember the time we had this fight? I, that, that would, I'm glad we never actually gotten into a fight. Cause Oh my God, that would drive me nuts. Well, I well I well to be fair, I'd have to be asked about it to actually bring it up, but I would always remember it. <laughs> it's a curse, man. It's how like if someone really does wrong me, I can never even have a moment of peace with it. Yeah. I'll sit here and think about someone cat like someone will come to mind casually, then I'm like, that son of a bitch. And that's yeah, anyway, and then just think about what they did and it won't be like a casual nice moment anymore, it just goes away. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's why I'm always like, I'm a terrible person, because that's why. Hmm. Well, so we're seeing 2001 in IMAX next week. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Four I'm hours in the movies. I'm going to read some more X-Men comics. That's also exciting. So I was, I was going to look. I meant to look earlier. I don't think it is, but, and it's not. Damn. Probably because they don't have the rights to. So Marvel published a 2001 comic. Oh that really? Jack Kirby drew. Oh no way. Yes. Um, do you know who X51 is? The Machine uh, Man. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he first appeared in the 2001 comic. Huh. Yeah. Um, once they ran out of like story to adapt, they just were like, I think they just like Kirby do whatever the fuck he wanted, right. and he created the Machine Man. Uh, one of my favorite comic book characters. And so I was like, oh, I want to read that like before I go watch the movie. And of course I can't find it anywhere. I was like, oh, look on the Marvel app. And no, it's not on there either. So probably because they don't have the rights to it anymore. So you can find everything. I mean, yeah, if I look really, really hard, <laughs> I have a few of the issues, but not enough of them to really, the art is fantastic if you were going to get anybody to like visually adapt something like that jack kirby was the guy you got to do it fan by now that sounds amazing now we have a new goal once you finish your x-men completion search yeah i'll have to and there's only like 10 issues so and i've got like four of them so it's not even i don't think any of them except the x51 issues are even worth that much so and i have those so yeah. Well, Add I think to tonight, list. I think tonight, I haven't eaten yet. And so I think tonight I'm going to go make an omelet once we get done here because that's an easy, high protein meal. And I'm going to sit down and watch uh, Beautiful Girls. I will be so happy for you and so tempted to want to talk about it um, while, like, while I'm at work tomorrow just to know what you thought. So I'm going to have a crazy day tomorrow. I'm getting my first physical in years. 
And so if I call you crying, it means that I am dying. You got violated. Because that's what happens when you go to the doctor. You find out you're dying. Um, Find out you got cancer. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. And so um, So I stopped going. and I'm doing that. I'm having my the biggest day of my this training process I'm in right now is tomorrow. And I have to cover for another class for an hour in the middle of the day. It's going to be crazy. There's a good chance Katie stays over an extra night tonight or tomorrow night, which in some ways is like the only benefit would be that she doesn't have to see me like totally ragged when I come home tomorrow night. So this is my last moment of peace for the next like 16 hours. So I'm just going to enjoy it. Yeah, you should. I don't know what I'm doing at work tomorrow. I get my work done by like 1230. My job has become so boring. You can come help me with mine because my job never stops. Yeah. I've, I've started like moving to other places and going like, hey, can I job shadow you? And just doing that. So You're going to be an executive. No, I don't have the, the refinement for that crap. You'll so. be like the IT crowd boss. Did you ever watch that show? No. Well, that was a great joke, but you okay, fine. <laughs> Add it to the list. I didn't list. watch it. I, did, I, I tried to watch one episode, and I was like, this looks like it was filmed in somebody's basement. No, thanks. But it's a very funny basement. I mean, I'm sure it is, but some of those BBC shows, man, they're like, here's $50. Go make a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could have took some money from Doctor Who. Go watch Killing Eve. Go watch Kim's Convenience and add the others to the list. Mm. Uh, when kill, is Killing Eve on Netflix yet? Mm-mm. I, don't, well, I, don't, I don't think so. Mm. I'll watch it when it comes on something where I don't have to pay to watch it or go out of my way to try to find it. Or if you house it, it's on our Amazon because I paid for it. Mm. Yeah, I guess I could do that. I don't know, man. You get the whole murder basement thing. Well, you can watch it in the living room. Yeah, but that basement is still there. So. Although I did sleep in it the other week, so. You did. You I, definitely did. And you're that, alive now. That couch is so comfortable, man. You're only slightly possessed. It worked out. I'm When I get my own place, I'm going to buy you another couch for the basement and just take your couch. So, do you know... No, that's not what I was going to ask. How did you sleep down there? Like it was a, did you sleep well? It was probably the best night of sleep I've had in two months. That's good because I felt terrible as you were because it's kind of it's a little warmer down there right now because it's the summertime, and I've got the fans running, but at the same time it's it's still a little warm. Yeah, so. the whole like internal temperature thing doesn't work for me. So oh yeah, so it doesn't bother me. I go out to my car at lunch, crack the windows, and then take a nap. Whew. It's pretty hot outside. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a black car. Ugh, don't do that. It's dangerous. I cracked the windows. But and I always won't. tell them, I'm like, if I'm not back in like an hour and 15 minutes, come find me. I'm in the car. So. So funny. Well, this has been fun. I'm done. I'm hungry. So I'm going to go eat. Right, uh, you should not eat this late at night. No, I know, but this was worthwhile because I got to see a movie and podcast with you. It worked out to be a great evening. Yeah, it was. Thanks. So. No, thank you. Everybody out there, have a better tomorrow. Bye. Bye.